You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. I am Joe. It's Cup of Joe Morning Show. And how do those Chilean miners, you remember them, not all that long ago, trapped for an incredible amount of time underground? How do they relate to you and me? Well, if you said, it must be something about a rescue, you're exactly right. Here they were. 17 days they did not know if anybody knew they were there or alive. What despair they must have been in. I mean, they've run out of food. You know, the the, the air is running out. The utter despair that they must have felt is incredible. But, but on the 17th day, everything changed. Because now they knew, boom, there was the breakthrough, light, food, substance. They knew that a rescue was imminent, right? We're kind of like that, in a sense, because we have a little taste of heaven. We're still surrounded by darkness, but we know we're going to be rescued. Right? You come to Jesus, he doesn't take you out right away, of course. Not normally. So, during this Christmas season, do you think about being in utter despair and darkness. Yes, you're surrounded by darkness, but you know that that rescue is imminent. And that's what Christmas really is, right? It is the beginning of our rescue. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. We seem to not have a problem with the baby Jesus. Yes, it's the coming in the clouds, King of Kings and Lord of Lords Jesus that he is. That's uh, that's kind of the, uh, should inspire awe and some fear, I guess. It's coming up on 615. I want to say thank you very much to Fred, Fred Plowd, already this morning. You did an incredible job, Fred. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yes, give it up for Fred right here. Cup of Joe Morning Show. I mean, he he uh, sweeps the, the, the sidewalks off, and uh, even the snow that's on top of the trash can lids. This is a phenomenal person. So thank you so much. He's probably out working hard. Well, it's Monday Mug Day today, and a very simple question for you coming up. Right after uh, Family Matters Minute, all right, we'll check the weather with Russ Murley. Make sure we got that down, and we'll get to that, all right? Monday Mug Day. Today will be the only time, because between 7 and 8, i got to do the uh, 12 days of Christmas, day 3. So that might interfere with Monday Mug Day. So, And it'd be a lot going on. It's going to be a lot going on this morning anyway, because we like to make... Monday's fun, don't we, here on Cup of Joe Morning Show. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. And it is Monday Mug Day. So a little Bible question for you this morning. First person with the correct answer on the hotline, 800-946-1765. You get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug with a little sample of Joe Coffee in there. I just keep it as a souvenir. I do. Because it says Joe. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I don't care what it tastes like. <laughs> anyway, the name is fading, you know. It's just fading out. There you go, right there. So if you call right now, operators are not standing by, so you get on the voicemail. There you go. So a very simple question. Tell me where the baby Jesus was born. You could get the one and only Cup of Joe morning show travel mug reaching the heart of the northeast the sound of life wow let's go to the cup of joe morning show hotline on a monday mug day the early edition wow you guys are out and about 
When there's snow, this is nothing. That's your attitude, I tell you. Good morning, Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Who's this? Oh, he was born in Bethlehem. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, Alfred. You doing okay? Yes, sir. I'm on my way to work. Yeah, sounds like it. I hope you have a great day today. Well, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. You want my mug? You got it. Absolutely. Congratulations. Merry Christmas. God bless everybody. Thank you so much. You are certainly welcome, Alfred. I was I was going to make it multiple choice. I usually do. But I thought, you know, I didn't want to get too complicated with names of towns around the region and stuff. And I would have just put down places like Hoboken and Jersey City and, you know, came across as an idiot. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I am Joe, Cup of Joe Morning Show. Yeah, busy Monday morning. You can even tell the weather people are really busy. Probably talking about two-hour delay for schools. I was checking. They had it listed last night all around the neighborhood. Speaking of schools, you know, schools have long given up basically calling it a Christmas pageant. Now it's like the winter pageant. And it was in Nicholas. He's in kindergarten. It was in his school, too. Mom's confessing. You know, she said, I'm trying to cut things out. That I don't need. I know all the card writing. I'm trying to cut down on that. Expenses, trying to cut down on that. The baking. But I'm run frazzled, right? Just picture this. And then when she found out when her son's uh, pageant was, she said, I, I haven't got the heart to tell him. I can't. I'm working that night. I can't make it. But the teacher assured me that that day during class, there would be a dress rehearsal. And you better believe I was going to be at that. We got in there, got in the library, got my seat right out there in front. Some other parents came in. We all got quiet. So the idea was every, and when Nicholas came out, his class, kindergarten class, held up a letter. And they were going to sing the song Christmas Love, which that was kind of bold, actually, you know. So as they would sing, C is for Christmas, right? Uh, H is for happy, and they each child would hold the letter up. And when they came to this one little girl in the front that was holding up the M, she had it upside down. And so people were kind of snickering, and even some laughed. And she didn't have no, she had no idea that why they were snickering or anything like that. But then it was upside down, and then it got all spelled out. There was a hush over mom and dad sitting there. The laughter turned to a hush. Because this little girl had inadvertently made the sign say, Christ was love. How about that, huh? Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. I am Jew and from the same people that brought you the fact they've confirmed that no two snowflakes are alike. Any six-year-old can tell you that. Scientists, well, anyway, uh, are telling us the best times to shop. Okay, best times to shop. Well, Monday, Thursday, and Friday are the low traffic days. <laughs> are we are you serious? I mean, I'm I'm not making that up. Okay, cosmetics you shop for on Monday, and I don't know what makes it the best time to shop. I don't know what they're talking about. Price or, you know, for me, it would be like nobody in the store. Okay. Hardware and bookstores on Thursday. Grocery, big box retail Friday? Are you serious? <clears throat> Electronics or Sunday morning. <laughs> it's 
They're not open. I don't know. <laughs> Some places. Not me. Mm-mm. Not Sunday morning. I don't care what it is. We're giving it away. So what? People flock to bargains. You have to remember that. So there's people flocking everywhere, I think. Okay, so I think basically the best time to shop would have been in, like, October. I think we've been over this. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. One of my favorite parts of Christmas is the biggest, well, one of them, biggest mystery is the wise men that visited Jesus. You know, there's a tons of mystery about that, but there's something about it that for sure we do know, and we can take that to the bank, as they say. And I'll tell you what it is in a second, but some people say, well, first of all, they weren't kings, so the crowns can come off in the school play, and they're okay. They were wise men, magi, probably astronomers, probably knew the Hebrew Bible, maybe descendants from people uh, in, in captivity in Babylon. I think that's the, the thinking there. But they studied the night sky, that's for sure. Well, everybody studied the night sky. Because when the sun went down and the campfire went out in an arid climate like that, it was like being in a planetarium. I mean, it, it was it been most one of the most amazing things ever. So they saw everything. And one thing you should know is the word planet. Planet, it is Greek for moving star. See, they didn't know that, that these were all... They didn't have that idea in mind. Well, that's Venus. You know, that's out there. They didn't have any... They just knew they were points of light and that they all moved together except for a handful of them. I bet you they studied those things. Now, something has happened. These scientists have shown that around the time that Jesus was born, and I'm talking about years, uh, there the, the planets that we know in our solar system, the big ones that you can see with, with the naked eye, came together. And they, they came together and they appeared to be moving together. It's never happened since. All right, just throwing that out there. They say there weren't three kings, but they don't know how many there were. There could have been. There were three gifts, so they don't know how many people. Probably pretty good entourage traveling, you know, for a long time. It's kind of neat. One thing that we do know, though, is that their lives were never the same, were they? They uh, they went to see Herod, you know. I can just picture Herod. Uh, yes, come on in, man. And let's, let's have a feast, kill some chickens, let's have a dinner and all that, trying to get information out of them and... They were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, and, and they went home a different way. That's kind of what we do, don't we? After we have an encounter with the Holy One, we go a different way, don't we? The Sound of Life. I'm Joe, Cup of Joe Morning Show. Alfred got to Monday Mug Day. We did do a 620 Monday Mug Day. And then between 7 and 8, of course, still doing the 12 days of Christmas with For King and Country. Tomorrow, four tickets with drumsticks and drummer boy sticker set. Wow, we is adding up here. Wow. You know what Christmas is all about? You know what it really is? It's the stress. Yeah, isn't Christmas stress it's awesome? It seems to be as much a part of the holiday season as caroling fruitcake and peppermint mocha. Who doesn't love a nice warm peppermint mocha with a side of frantic holiday stress? Uh, no one? <laughs> That's right. So why do we let holiday stress get in the way of the real meaning of Christmas every year? Well, a lot of things about Christmas, sadly, have been lost in translation, haven't they? 
We emphasize a ton of Christmas rituals and traditions that have nothing at all to do with the reason we celebrate in the first place. In fact, it seems like we think these traditions are commandments, as some have said, straight from the Bible. Yeah, we act like it. We like we couldn't celebrate Christmas or God would be disappointed if we didn't manage to follow these rituals to a T. For instance, I know you're going, what is he talking about? For instance, commandments for stressed out, like thou shall spend an entire day shopping at the mall. I know this is going to come as a shock to you, but Macy's is mentioned nowhere in the Gospels, not even in the message version. So relax. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. One year, my father made a star, put it on the roof. Uh, it was pretty cool because we had a chimney on the backside of the house that I think he he let it rest against that. But it was pretty large. It was out of a eight-foot-long piece of plywood, and he cut the star out. And it was pretty ingenious. Somehow he got a hold of this uh, paint that was so reflective. It was highway-grade reflective paint. And, man, they're not kidding, you know. So the, the, the little spotlight was kind of hidden by the peak of the roof down there. And he had the black blacking out the what you didn't want to see. Look just like the night sky and then the star shine. So it was pretty cool. And I'm trying to remember if he did it more than one year. I don't know. It was it was quite a cool thing, I thought. Just people I mean you can always see it coming at the house one way, but anyway. <laughs> Joe morning show outline. Yes, Lisa. Let me ask you this. Ma'am, what's your what's your favorite decoration? I would probably say the angels. Ooh. Do you guys I have lights them. out in front of your house, or not? No, not yet. The pe- I have bought. I bought them, but we didn't put them out yet because I'm waiting for the landscaper to come and landscape before I put them out. Wow! Wow! So yeah, so I don't know that they're going to make it out there, but I do have lanterns hanging that are solar. Very good. Lanterns. Very cool. Do people decorate there? Is that a big thing? Oh yeah, it's oh. a big thing down here. Oh really? Yeah, big. Wow, cool. Yeah, they must yep. be from Brooklyn. They're from all over. We have the nicest neighbors. The sound of life. Yeah, I am Joe. Merry Christmas to you on this Wednesday. Whoa, we are moving. I just happened to look at the calendar last night and I went, whoa. I think when I was a kid, right about now is when it starts to get exciting, right? Yeah, that's kind of neat. Probably haven't gotten a tree yet, but, you know, probably haven't even been shopping. <laughs> I'm old. That's the way it is. I remember when I was in kindergarten being in the play, which was right around the corner of the church when we lived in town. And I was a shepherd, of course. The church must have provided that shepherd's staff because it was really cool. And then there was like this huge gap. And then later, I just, I was always the person that read Luke, you know, because I was in radio. And you got to read Luke. Wonder if you were ever in a Christmas play. Love to hear from you on that, right? On the hotline there. Yes, Jenny, were you in a Christmas play? Back in 1997, like eons ago, really, <laughs> um, my ex husband, current husband, Matthew, and I were playing the part of Joseph and Mary, and our children, Kyle, who was about a year and a half old, and Samuel, who was born in September of that year, was the baby Jesus. Yeah. So we had the honor of playing the 
It's Cup of Joe Morning Show. Merry Christmas to you. I have to tell you a little history. Back when I was a kid, we were all excited because we were going to the moon for the first time. Now I see we're going back to the moon, right? The project is called Artemis, and they put a space unmanned spacecraft around the moon. That's kind of what we were doing, too. But in December of 21st through the 27th of 1968, maybe you remember the first crewed spacecraft to leave low Earth orbit and the first human spaceflight to reach the moon. They didn't land on the moon, but they went around it 10 times. Ooh, dizzy thinking about it. And came back to the Earth. Well, they were there over Christmas. Apollo 8. And so the crew of Apollo 8, there was three of them. Frank Borman, Jim Lovell, Bill Anders. They did something which by today's standards is just incredibly light. That's all I can think of. I mean, it just blows everything today out of the water. And I edited it because I just wanted you to get the feel of what they were doing, you know. And, of course, everybody in the world is watching when we put a spacecraft up. I mean, in 1968, you know, this is, for a lot of you, this is like going back to the time of the chariots and, and, you know, the Egyptians and stuff. That's kind of the same history, but it isn't. But here's what they uh, they they did. It's pretty cool. Listen. We are now approaching uh, lunar sunrise, and uh, for all the people back on Earth, the crew of Apollo 8 has a message that we would like to send to you. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. That it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And from the crew of Apollo 8, we close with good night, good luck, a Merry Christmas, and God bless all of you. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. You may have even seen the movie or heard about the movie. You're getting a lot of publicity right now. It's called 5,000 Blankets, actually a true story. And at the center of all of this is a five-year-old. I want you to keep that in mind. I am Joe, and I just was very excited when I saw this. The mom is named Cindy. The father has some serious mental issues, and he was off his medication, and he got out of the house, and he just went wandering. And so Cindy and this five-year-old started searching through the city of Fort Worth, Texas, on a cold night, and they couldn't find their father. And they came back home, and the five-year-old is eating dinner she's tucking him in bed and he asked some questions mom are you warm yes baby i'm warm 
Do you think daddy's warm? Well, we certainly hope daddy's warm. Well, mommy, what about all those other people on the street that we saw? Are they warm? No, baby. They're not warm. They couldn't believe how many people were out on the street. They were going to be there all night. They just were stunned by that. And the little boy, after asking those questions, well, we need to get lots and lots of blankets so we can warm them up. Turns out he had $7 in his piggy bank. Love that. When the kids go to the piggy bank, man, that's it. They break that open. This is all I've got. It kind of hit you? Yeah. But it wasn't going to buy 5,000 blankets, so the mom typed up kind of a one-page letter explaining the family and the situation. She typed up thousands of them. She printed out thousands of them, posted them all over the city. She ended up getting a lot of publicity and publicity on a, a news report about it. And they ended up getting the 5,000 blankets and more. They gave out 50,000 they have so far. It's been a few years. 50,000 50, blankets and sleeping bags. And now they have a food pantry going. That was eight years ago they started that. And now God has become her best friend. She said, if it wasn't for Jesus, I would not have made it through any of this. Faith is huge. Faith will carry you. You just have to believe. All because a five-year-old asked a question. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Wait a minute. That's a Christmas song? I mean, we're in the snow belt so but let it snow that's the season for snow but uh snowing hey good morning i'm joe it's cup joe morning show here on the sound of life tori kelly does that and it's very interesting because i guess if it was in the middle of a heat wave in july and i wanted to be feel a little cooler and i was a songwriter i writing that would make me feel a little cooler i think i would i feel cooler now but it's 12 out, so I don't think there's a need. I don't know. I digress. Uh, funny things happen, but the Bible reading for today, that's what I've done for a long time. You know, I always read that section out of Luke. Luke chapter 1, verses 26, 28, right? In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of, of Galilee named Nazareth. He was sent to a virgin. She was betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. So they were already together. There's a Hebrew wedding going to be happening. They are already, you know, I mean, a pledge to each other. And that's it's going to be a thing. Now, it's important to know, see, all this stuff like virgin that was prophesied, Nazareth, house of David, right? Mary was the lady's name, girl's name, really. He came to her and he said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Now, I don't know what he looked like. This is the thing. We, we just speculate about this, and it drives us nuts, doesn't it? Some people think they know. Some angels have long been depicted as having wings. That would scare you, I guess, if you saw somebody with wings. Maybe he was absolutely the most gorgeous man ever. I don't know. <laughs> you know, from a woman's perspective, maybe he was really big. Some people have, predicted, uh, have depicted angels like with 15 eyes. You know, whatever it was... It scares people. Everybody in the Bible who's seen an angel is afraid. So much so that the angel's next words have to be, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Right? And, and he always, they, the angels always say that, don't be afraid. 
I think I figured out a little mystery here of what it is. Certainly what it could be is that they've come from heaven and the glory of God, the holiness of God is reflected off of them. That's how powerful it is. It's still kind of radiating out for them, you know, like a sunburn, you know, you see somebody with it, it, but it's different. I'm just trying to get, give you a picture, you know, and so a human being sees a little bit of that holiness of God and you're afraid right away because you see the difference between a holy God and you and it makes you very afraid. And really, you should be very afraid, right? Right. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The sound of life. Nice and cold out. They're talking about how mild November was, and then December hitting home. You know, always done. I'm telling you, it could be. I mean, maybe it's a little early this year, but certainly after Christmas, around the first of the year, the winter weather comes piling in, and then it's like it's too late. No, just teasing. But now I know why. You have all those getaways to southern warmer places advertised all the time, right? And you start thinking about, maybe I shouldn't complain about the flip-flop weather so much. Anyway, special season it is. Hope. Do you have hope this Christmas? Hope has been labeled as a time when people can really come together, and it is true. Uh, one historian said, you know, in a lot of these songs, traditional hymns of Christmas, there's more in four lines than in most sermons. Um, it's it's pretty amazing the truths that are in Christmas. But I really like to know from you, is anything, you know, what your hope is? Anything uh, special going on for Christmas this year, Tammy? Um, no, I just, I mean, as far as for Christmas, it just is that time to be able to be with my loved ones and watch them grow each year passing and just, you know, give thanks to God for all that he's done to allow my family to blossom into who they are today. That's what it's all about. Wow. What's your favorite yes. song to hear? I would have to say, right now, uh, with the way things are, is that Fill My Cup. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. We've got some really n- good news. I mean, when a church opens, it's really good news. And it's in New York City, a very special occasion. I, I want to go to this, and I didn't know this was going to happen. Of course, I wouldn't make it during the week. But it's St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church and National Shrine. That's the official name of the church. A church was destroyed during the terrorist attacks of 9-11, 21 years ago, more than 21 years ago. Wow. And on September 11th, oh, they were destroyed September 11th. They recently opened, it was in December, obviously, because it was last uh, Tuesday, I believe. Interestingly enough, on the Feast of St. Nicholas, and the ceremony, of course, marking the return of the church's full liturgical and parochial life. St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church. Amazing. 21 years later. Wow. We <laughs> Let's give it up for a church opening. How about that? Yeah. Pretty good stuff, huh? Good morning to you. Wow. Loving it. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. That, by the way, was written as a poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. It's been made into a movie, which is out right now. It's called I Heard the Bells. And it was an account. He wrote that after he went through quite a trial and tribulation 
of losing his wife. Um, tragic fire just caused by simple hot wax dripping on her big flowing gown there. Fanny was her name, and he tried to put it out, and he was badly burned himself. But she died. His wife was... Uh, his wife, his son, uh, badly injured it during the Civil War. He didn't even want him to go fight for the Union in the Civil War. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I have to tell you all this stuff. He was born in Portland, Maine in early 1800s, died in the 1800s over in Cambridge, Massachusetts. One of the most famous poets uh, that we have. He wrote the Song of Hiawatha, which is considered his most famous work. He wrote the uh, Paul Revere's Ride. See? Uh-huh. Now you, now you know. He was... Uh, first American to completely translate Dante. <laughs> All this stuff. I can tell you about a man named Dale. Dale Schroeder. Uh, he never translated anything, I don't think, but he knew about life. He grew up poor, never married, had no children, worked as a carpenter at the same company for 67 years, and only owed he owned two pairs of jeans. Dale, what are you doing? He spent his life savings. Uh-oh. To send 33 students to college. Those 33 strangers formed a group, and they call themselves Dale's Kids. You don't know about Dale Schroeder, but boy, God does. It's amazing. People like him. How many of them are like him? Maybe you're one of those. It's amazing. Uh, Dale's Kids, by the way, 33 of them, they're composed of doctors, teachers, therapists, they honor him, Dale Schroeder, for changing their lives. The Sound of Life. Uh, Joe, why am I talking about that? Let's be talking about penguins. Oh, by the way, coming up sometime still, we haven't done it yet, just in case you're tuning in. Today, boy, you'd be around the neighborhood, and especially in church. We're getting to the uh, 12 days of Christmas. We're getting to that point where... Your prize basically will be given away. I mean, you can keep a ticket, a couple if you want to, but you're going to get six tickets today for for King and Country in Albany on April 21st, plus six Christmas cookie candles. Doesn't that sound intriguing? I just want to see what that looks like. Pretty amazing. So that's coming up when you when you hear the cue to call with jingle bells. You'll hear that. All right. So cute story. This zoo in Tulsa, Oklahoma, has a new penguin. Isn't that amazing? New little baby penguin, and they want their fans to name it. They already have a couple of names. Now, the thing is, they don't know the sex of the penguin yet. Little baby. So, they're looking. They, right now, they've got River, Sandy, and Robbie. So, they said, okay, those are good. So, they could pick some. They're, they're asking people to pick names. And the thing is, though, the important thing is for you is that it made me think of one of the funniest accounts ever penguins you know now that we've had the madagascar movies and the penguins were the real star of the show we know that penguins are just i'll watch anything that has penguins in it you cannot beat the penguins well this handful of penguins got out of a zoo one time in this city and the zookeepers were like frantic they they found them a few blocks away and didn't know what to do they corralled them but then they saw the ice cream truck, you know, the Mr. Dingling truck. And they said, that'll be perfect. And so they flagged him down at the light and said, listen, we're from the zoo. Would you take these penguins to the zoo? We'll give you money. Yeah, no problem. I'd love to. So they left going, okay, we got that taken care of. A couple of hours later, 
Here is the same ice cream truck. The penguins are hanging out the window like the like your dog does, you know, enjoying the fresh air. And he's like, they're like, oh, no. Oh, no, what happened? They flag him down at the light again. What happened? Well, I thought you were going to take him to the zoo. And he said, I did take him to the zoo. Well, we had so much fun. Now I'm taking him to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> a great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Hey, I'm Joe. Hang on. Got a new Christmas film out. <laughs> I laugh. I should have. I shouldn't have started that way. Should I? You don't know Sandra Martin, probably, but she's known for creating made-for-TV magic during the holidays. You know what I'm talking about, right there. But she's got a really cool movie out. It's called "It's Christmas Again," and really puts her faith center stage. Can you believe that? It debuted in November and is now out on DVD. It's called "It's Christmas Again." That's the, the Christmas movie titles are so funny. You're like, what's it? Christmas again? I know, but what's the name? So it uh, starts with a love story, as all good Christmas movies do. The church's play is in there, and then there's Jake, and he's got plans, but they get turned upside down literally because he finds himself in a field outside of Bethlehem on the night Jesus was born. It's funny because he's, you know, disarranged. He's looking there. He goes, man, your costumes are, are really lit. They're awesome. <laughs> that's what that was. And that's what sets the movie apart from all the others. Its focus is on Jesus. It is a musical. So they do a quite a job singing. It's amazing. Uh, Sandra Martin said, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, for those who have heard the story since we were young, I wanted to put a bit of a twist on it, not to change the importance of the credibility of the story, but just to tell it in a fun way. It's still about Jesus and how he came to earth. So you might want to check it out. It's Christmas again. That's on the DVD. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Here we go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline, the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so the six Christmas cookie candles, they're six Christmas candles that smell like cookies. Well, at least that's what they're supposed to smell like. Man, and I was serious. Man, I tell you, six tickets. So now we're in the, we're in the position where, because every day it gets more in the 12 days of Christmas, to where you'll be having to decide who you're going to give them to. It's pretty awesome. Let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Good morning. Sound of Life, who's this? Good morning, this is Lisa. How you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing really good because I got things for people like you. Risa, you're calling number 12. Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And you believe that? Six oh, tickets. thank you. Yeah, six Christmas cookie candles, which if you light them all at once, your whole neighborhood will smell like cookies. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think she's going to do it. So look out, all righty? The 12 days of Christmas happening every day between 7 and 8 o'clock. Listener supported The Sound of Life. They're in New York City today. Today's the 15th, right? December 15th. Uh, Keith and Kristen Getty, if you're fans of them, Irish music fans of them, loving the Lord. They're awesome. They're at Carnegie Hall tonight. Imagine that. And it's called Sing and Irish Christmas. I'm thinking it's probably long been sold out. I'm just going to say, you know, why is he telling us? That? Oh, can't beat that. 
Well, this has nothing to do with being sold out. I don't know if people are going to try to go see this tree. I hope not. But congratulations, sort of, to Fred and his wife, Erin Breglia. They measuring, there's photographs showing them measuring what they believe is the largest documented tree in New York State. This was back on December 7th. I don't know why you picked the largest tree in the state, although if you were hiking and you came across it, it would stop you in your tracks. T take a gander at how big a diameter do you think the largest tree... Now, somebody's going to say 100 feet, you know. Think about redwood trees. They are off the scale, okay, out in California and such. But here in New York State, I haven't even seen a tree this close. I mean, man, oh, man. Try a diameter. It's got to be uh, about 15 feet. 15 feet in diameter. The circumference is 34 feet. It's located along the Hudson River in Scaticoke, New York. Okay. If you can find Scaticoke, I imagine if you can find Hudson River, you can find Scaticoke. And, and really, basically, the only reason I'm telling you this story is because I love saying the word and I know how to say it. Scaticoke. That's kind of the... It's kind of the reason I'm telling you the story. You're despicable. <laughs> hey. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Welcome to a messy Friday morning. I don't know, just uh, if you could go in a little bit later, you know, start your day maybe a little bit later, it'd probably benefit you. Side roads, a little iffy. Of course, we got a winter storm in the higher elevations, Catskills, Adirondacks, you know, but I'll get to it in a second here. Um... Got a neat, really cool story about uh, a guy that's uh, decided to bring part of the 1954 holiday flick, White Christmas, to New York City. I have to say, he's a very brave guy. Of course, you probably have seen it already. Maybe, if you've never seen the movie, White Christmas, from Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye and everybody else, it's pretty cool. I mean, it is a classic. 1954 came out. But every December for the past 35 years, this Vermont entrepreneur by the and Jack Committee trades, yeah, his name is Billy Romp, and he's kind of famous on his corner of New York City. They come in to Manhattan, usually around Thanksgiving time. Uh, they're there. They've been on TV for a while, you know, when the weather was a little nicer and stuff. But they bring in Christmas trees. They spray snow on them. Uh, they, they, they spread joy. And um, it's um, traditional music. It's really pretty cool. People just absolutely love it. And uh, they roll into Manhattan every year around Thanksgiving time. And I was going to tell you what street they were on if you were going to be there at some point. Um, they take advantage of the kind of um, the, the loose uh, regulations on Christmas tree vendors, right? For one thing, New York City's not that strict on it, so they take advantage of that. They're at the corner of Jane Street and 8th Avenue, and they live out of a camper parked right there. You look at him, you go, that guy's from Vermont, I bet. That's really, really kind of a neat, cool story. I posted for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, all right? Oh, oh, oh Merry Christmas! Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The sound of life. A really cool thing. I'll give you a little update. By the way, I'm Joe and uh, the uh, World Cup. Yes, well, in a word or a couple, the Cinderella stories are over. Okay, it's down to the powerhouse teams, Lionel Messi's Argentina. 
And I didn't know there was like a curse of the Bambino in soccer. Yeah, they haven't won. Uh, Argentina, they haven't won in like 36 years. Wow. So, you know, they're hoping to break that. So if you want to root for an underdog, probably. I don't know if they are, but France won it last year, and they're in it again this year. So, you know, it's kind of like Kentucky in, in or Duke in basketball. You know, men's basketball. Like, but they're going to play uh, Morocco. Will play uh, – no, I'm sorry. No, they're, they're playing third place. They're not even <laughs> – oh, boy. World Cup champion France Sunday morning. 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's the way it is. But a bigger story is, is happening, has happened right there. And it all goes back to a man named Jesse Bradley, who was a professional soccer player. Fast forward now, he's a pastor at Grace Community Church in Auburn, Washington. He said, our family came from, we were like Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors. So not surprising, I grew up with no spiritual identity went off to college, had a professor who was not a Christian, who was teaching, you know, like, religion. (laughs) This shows you how God just can do whatever he wants. And he used this professor. This professor assigned Jesse the Gospel of John to read. So he starts reading it. And God, of course, used that to bring him to himself. And he said it all just clicked. It all started making sense, and God was engaging my mind. He said it was incredibly exciting. Isn't that cool? So here's the thing. You know, you read about in Scripture, the thousands that came to Christ and things like that. Jesus said, you'll do greater things than me. God has used Jesse Bradley, former soccer player, who's been very active at the World Cup. He has an outreach at the World Cup, and he has led at least 18,000 to embrace Jesus. Isn't that amazing? The secret is they create a safe place for people to process their spiritual issues and stuff. And he said, finding Christ really changed everything. And you probably know that. Uh huh. You can relate, can't you, to this former soccer player who, uh, you know, went for a lot of his life with just not knowing what was what spiritually. He said, when I found this relationship with Jesus, my life changed on the inside out. I was able to forgive people. I never forgave those people before. I'd go to parties, and instead of drinking, I just uh, had more joy than ever before. I was sober. <laughs> That's very awesome, isn't it? Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking and the words, putting into sentence, doing. The Sound of Life. I'm Joe. Cup of Joe morning show. I'm just kind of realized I'm probably going to contradict that song right there. <gasps> what? That's my favorite. <laughs> well, I like the truth, right? And sometimes you, the truth hits you like a punch in the gut, we say. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I got you, right? Maybe you're like the woman who said, well, it's that time of year. The world falls in love, croons Frank Sinatra in the Christmas waltz. It's among the first songs my family blasts on the way home from Thanksgiving dinner at Nana's house. And while I sing along in the car, while it's still November out, and I mean every single Christmas adoring word. And then it happens right around mid-December when the pace of the season is at full-out sprint. My professed love for all things Christmas begins to sound less convincing. Festive gatherings I once looked forward to with childlike enthusiasm become more obligatory. More like boxes that need to be checked off. And I think, well, here I am again. Another high-stress Christmas season. Same song, same verse, second verse. And a little bit louder and a little bit worse. 
Maybe that's it, right? But check out the Bible. The prophet Isaiah foretells a different kind of Christmas. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. His name shall be called, say it with me, Prince of Peace. (sighs) Peace, there it is. It's not in the songs. It's not in the desserts or the gatherings. It's a person, right? And the Apostle Paul says he himself is our peace. The Son given to us, Jesus, has made peace possible with God and with those around us. Yet we often find ourselves caught up in the season's buzz, feeling everything but peaceful, wishing there was a way to lighten the load at Christmas. Well, there are some practical ways, of course, some nuts and bolts. You know me, good old cup of joe. He's the nuts and bolts guy. (laughs) And I'll post them. They're from imom.com. I mean, you can, you know, obviously just look. You're like, well, you know, maybe I'll, maybe they're right about that. Sometimes you have to see something, go back, see it again, something like that, you know. But I do wish you peace this season. And as we're in the 7 to 8 o'clock hour, remember, 12 days of Christmas Sounder coming up. You'll be car number 12. Seven tickets. Is that what it is today? Right? The seventh, seventh day, yeah. And drummer boy totes and everything. Gifts for all your friends, including tickets to see for King and Country in April. It could be yours coming up, so be listening, all right? And peace out, man. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The 12 days of Christmas continues. Today is day seven. Wow, we Big prize today. Let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. I sound like Bob Barker, don't you? Let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. What is wrong with him? Good morning. Joe Morning Show. Who's this? Pauline. Hey, Pauline. How you doing? You doing okay? Yes, yes. How are you? Okay, good. You want some for King and Country tickets? Yes. I got a couple here for you. You're calling number 12. Congratulations. Well, there you go. In fact, I've got seven tickets for you. I hope you got somebody you can give them away to. I do. Thank you. Ain't you something. And I'm going to throw in some totes as well, too. So you can give everybody that gets a ticket a tote. Say, hey, bring your dinner. Like oh, that. that's awesome. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Oh, Paulie, thank you very much. Fun time with the 12 days of Christmas. Yes, indeedy. And tomorrow, well, even better. Well, no, not better, but I mean, you know. Eight tickets. 7.32, Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Yes, good morning to you. Hey, Tammy, what's anything special going on this year, Christmas? Um, No, I just, I mean, as far as for Christmas, it just is that time to be able to be with my loved ones and watch them grow each year passing and just, you know, give thanks to God for all that he's done to allow my family to blossom into who they are today. That's what it's all about. Wow. What's your favorite song to hear? I would have to say right now, uh, with the way things are, is that Fill My Cup. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. I am Joe. Cup of Joe Morning Show. Give you a little update on the World Cup. Kind of drops off the radar right when the United States isn't in there but uh, I will say this as one sports writer said uh, the Cinderella the Cinderella era is over they've all been defeated all the Cinderella teams coming up and there were a few so it was very exciting it was kind of like the NCAA basketball tournament 
you know, where you you, you got all these upstart upsets and everything. Everything's exciting. They're in the Sweet 16. Oh, they made it to the eight. But the final two are going to always be in blue. <laughs> Duke and Kentucky, Carolina, Kentucky, you know, something like that. It's like, oh, same team. <laughs> and so here we go, if you know what I'm talking about, right? Argentina. Uh, although I didn't know there was a curse of the Bambino in uh, World Cup, I guess Argentina hasn't won it in 36 years. That's Lionel Messi's team. So maybe they'll break that. And then, of course, the team that won last year, France. <laughs> I always pick on France. I'm sorry. It's Sunday morning at 10. But there's real exciting news beyond silly me. And God is really working there in a place that seems to be very strange and all about the money and what you can get that glitters. Boy, I tell you. Pretty amazing, but um, there is a there is a uh, a man there who was a former s- soccer player, professional, a soccer player or football player. Grew up in a family. He said we were a Baskin Robbins. We had like thirty one different flavors. I had no spiritual inclination whatsoever. And just to show you how God works, when he got in college, he had a professor who was not a Christian teaching his religious class. <laughs> And he assigned him the book or the gospel of John in the Bible. That was his study. And boy, God used that as he does a lot of times. And he came to Jesus and he said, boy, it was amazing. how It all made sense. He said he turned my life around stuff. So to make a long story short, he is and has been doing an outreach at the World Cup. What he's done is create a safe place so people can express their spiritual ideas and views and stuff. And uh, if you think maybe a few people have come to Jesus, over 18,000 people have professed Jesus through this man and his effort at the World Cup. Absolutely astounding. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.